I'm Mary Stack, and I'm playing Georgie Sullivan. And I promise to stop being impulsive. I just won't do it anymore. I tried it. I give it zero stars. Hi, I'm Willa Wilson. I play Renette Bollinger. I don't have anything planned for this intro, um, and that's kind of forked up. Hi, I'm Jazz Isinger, and I'll be playing Doris Featheringham. Doris is older than FM radio, stereo records, not quite sliced bread, but she's got some years on her. I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I play Birdie. She's the town menace, a stained glass vandal, and she hates all the forks in the world. Caring about friends is exhausting. The nun has octopus legs under her habit. Octopus <laughs> legs under her habit. Wait, oct- hmm. Something, something Cthulhu. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Jonah Knight, and welcome to Roll to Metal, a Brindlewood Bay actual play murder mystery podcast. This is the final episode of Our Ladies of Safe Harbor, written by Sean Patrick Kane. Check out the show notes for more information. If you happen to be going to Necronomicon, I will be running a game of Brindlewood Bay on Saturday the 20th. As of this recording, there are still a few spots left. But for now, let's find out who the murderer is. Okay? Let's go. Doris and Renette, you've made your way back to the front of the chapel... And as you open the front door, a little cat runs out between you. Oh, there you are, Pearl. Where's your, where's your mama? And Pearl just kind of looks at you. It makes a little noise. Yeah, what and noise? I... What noise does she make? Very good. Wow. And she's kind of notices that she's getting wet and kind of arches her back and tries to hit the rain. <laughs> and kind of bounces around a little bit. And then she starts to run. Back the way she came, or? N- no. Oh. Somewhere. Oh, there's a bush over there. That must be where she's going. Okay. Um, I, I'd like to uh, see if I can snatch her. Sure. Yeah, that's a day move. Okay. Okay. That's a nine plus probably nothing if it's vitality. Georgie and Bertie. A moment or two later, you've combed all of the backstage of the chapel, and there is no pearl. And you make your way out into the main area, where Abraham Castro is still in the front pew on his phone. And Doris and Renette enter. Renette looks like she's got some grass stains up and down the... What was it? You have a you have a, a matching poncho to go with your very nice blazer, right? Um, yes. It is. I mean, it is. I be, I think I kind of remember describing that it's one of those clear ones. So you can still see the full fit underneath. Yeah. 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 It's hard to see through it now because the front of it is all covered with grass stains. It's all is wet. Is my blazer okay? The blazer is okay. It was protected. Okay. Very good. Very good. But Renette is holding Pearl. I found you, cat. Oh my gosh, I was so worried. Thank you. I hand I hand her to uh, to Georgie. 
I like take per like I scoop Pearl one arm like at the same time as I'm hugging Renette. It's like a group mm-hmm. hug scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was like making a break for it. Did did something happen? I hate forks. Yes. Uh we found something very interesting in the donation box that when we are all alone again, and then she looks over at Abraham and then back. I'll, we'll sh- let's just say it goes with our collection of odd items we've been. Okay. Okay. Abraham. I'm going to eat finger food for the rest of my life. What about you know soup? What goes great with tea? Finger sandwiches. <laughs> I think we can accommodate this. I think we're all still taking a break from tea, though. That's maybe a good idea. Before Pearl goes back into your bag, Georgie, she reaches up and boops you. (gasps) Oh, boop. And then goes, dives, almost like you start to put her back in, and she twists and falls headfirst into your bag and starts rummaging around. Wait, rummaging around for what? Oh, who knows what's in that bag? (gasps) Well, the thing we just put in that bag. Don't Hmm. worry, that thing is secure. That thing is secure. Is it though? Yes. So the four of you are here and those of you with eagle eyes may suspect that Abraham has maybe stopped scrolling and maybe is shifting like he's trying to listen to what you have to say. What would you like to do? Is there a a quiet, secure place you would like to go? Is there anything else you would like to check out? Oh, we wanted to see that uh, path. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's take a nice little walk down that path. Now, as you're going down this path, this might be a fine time to theorize. Yeah. So as you walk down this path in the rain, the rain is starting to slow a little bit. That uh, clear sky is almost upon you. It feels like you're about to have an open freewheeling discussion about the solution to this mystery based on the clues that you've uncovered. And then you're going to try to reach a consensus. You know what, girls? I feel like having an open freewheeling discussion about the solution to this mystery. It seems like the right time to do that. Yeah. But haven't we already reached a consensus? Have we all reached a consensus? I mean, I don't... You ladies were out talking to Sister Jeffries, and I am i don't know what the outcome it of was that her. conversation it was. Like, was. I'm like 85 okay. sexual. She just, just, just based on vibes alone, but also on, on, on evidence stuff. She's kind of, she's cagey. She still thinks it was an accident. She's still and insisting that it was an accident. And was more concerned with the vandalism of the hymnal than the fact that someone died in the chapel. Mm-hmm. And is insisting it's an accident. I just think that's really suspicious. Mm-hmm. Perhaps going through the clues and figuring out how each one applies to your theory is a good way to go. Yeah. So Sister... Okay, let's just go with this. Sister Jeffries killed Brother Benjamin. Mm -hmm. Um, Are we presuming it's to protect the integrity of the chapel? Like, she disagreed with how the the renovations were coming along? Is that... Yeah, I think she disagreed with how uh, Brother Benjamin was okay. running the place because uh, uh, he was in charge. So maybe what? that thank you card and even potentially the map were 
like warning notes to him like that yeah. thank you that rod and hell note was a uh you know cease and desist letter the uh map with the x over the island was a stay away from this island sort of scenario uh what do we think about the sleeping pills and the wine bottle do we know if brother benjamin drank he's the one who enforced the the dry policy on the island so if he was drinking he was breaking his own rules which i would i mean feels right based on what i know about him but yeah i mean um, he wasn't well liked it would it would stand to reason that he would establish a rule that he felt himself to be above and what a great way to stage an accident to you know, make wine more potent by putting sleeping pills in it. And then suppose he stumbled and fell and got caught up and was incapacitated and so could do nothing about his situation. Um, what are we left with? We have a crown of thorns. That Oh, that letter from the Preservation Society that was to Brother right. Benjamin. Was, was that... Um... That was from the Preservation Society. Yeah, but it was also urging them not to open? Yes. Okay. I mean, Sister Jeffries could have been uh, conspiring. Not not conspiring on the murder, but conspiring with with Abraham to try to keep, you know, to keep the place from reopening. Yes, she could have pushed her agenda to him. Like, very convincingly, I'm sure she could explain why the chapel should be left alone or not open to the public or the reno- the renovations could somehow upset the history of it. And he would send a letter on that. So that would be another kind of warning letter. Then we have the hymnal. Mm-hmm. So I just want to throw this out really quick. Um, I don't know how this is relevant, but I do feel like she has octopus legs under her nun stuff. You know, I... That is in keeping with the story that I had heard about something strange being in the waters. Mm-hmm. So we won't. It's her and Sister Jeffries the whole time. The it's been her the whole. She maybe she's a great, 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 great. She's a great old one. Yeah. How long has she been Sister Jeffries? Well, the one that they brought out of the water, they did cut up and sell in pieces. So I don't know that that would have been her. So but, and she's back for revenge because it killed oh. her kid. Absolutely. Circle. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this hymnal. So, how did she react when you showed it to her? She was very. She was very upset. She. Um, I mean, she. Cl- yes, aggressive. Uh, trying to pry it from my hands. She claims it was just because she was upset about vandalism. It's another sign that the place shouldn't have reopened. She was flipping through it like she was looking for something. Interesting. So she could have planted it because that sigil was also on the map. I think it does all tie together and it does all rather glaringly point to her. What about the crown of thorns? I mean, it makes sense that that would be like, like churches, they like to be like real extra about their props and stuff. What is the symbolism of the crown of thorns and... I guess it never made it inside the chapel or was it in the chapel at some point and ended up outside, like 
That's interesting. Something like that. I just assumed it was like a prop from like back in the day when this was like a more heavily trafficked um, church. You know, they have little, you know, pageants, little mystery plays and whatnot. Oh, wait. Okay. Um, so did Sister Jeffries know how many people... Well, she didn't know that we were coming. Obviously, no one knew that we were coming. But she seemed aware that people were coming to view the island today. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe it was purposeful to set up as an accident. But if things didn't go well, she was going to plant the crown of thorns and make it look like a murder and then set it up so someone else took the fall. Like, so either way, he was going to die. Plant the crown of thorns how? Like plant it literally on his head. Yeah. Oh, okay. To make it like, oh, this is his calling card. This is like fancy religious murders. Yes. Right. Or something like that, where she had like, it was premeditated. It was going to happen one way or another, mm-hmm. but depending on who was going to be here or the timing of it, maybe. Because if mm-hmm. it was an accident, then she could just get people out as quickly as possible. But, or maybe, maybe it wasn't even for, you know, a, a purposeful plant. Maybe that was to be put on later because she was going to use his body for some weird ritual shit because she's got octopus legs. I'm not against this idea. I know why. I see. I know why you're fixated on this because it's it's forked up. And that that weird. Don't. I'm sorry. Do not joke about that. I'm okay. You, You know what? You're right. I'll respect that. Well, I think she's guilty, and you've done a very good job of tying everything together. The other thing that we might consider is maybe there was a backup plan in case he, you know, had been out looking for the crown of thorns in the garden, then whoops, he slipped and fell while he was looking for it and he found it. Or maybe it was just a variety of things planted around to make it look like an accident. Maybe the crown of thorns was planted like in the bell tower. And like, that's the thing that was supposed to like, he was, he was either supposed to like step on it. And then that would cause him like in his little sleep addled uh, tizzy to, to fall and whatnot. Uh, Cause he stepped on the equivalent of a Lego. Or maybe he just—he was just supposed to see it in the windowsill and be like, "Oh, some crazy stuff is going on. I'm gonna fall now." I like um, that. I think he stepped on a church Lego. And, a church and, Lego, yes. you know, a crown of yeah, thorns. Of yes. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> in an effort to ha- you know, to make sure. Because, of course, if somebody were up there looking around, they'd say, "Oh, how, it's odd that a crown of thorns, a church Lego. Clearly, this was a setup." Yeah, so, so it must maybe she threw it out the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. And that, that definitely checks out. Tell me again about the sleeping pills. I think they she would... put them in the bottle of wine so that when he mm-hmm. drank the wine, uh, which reminds me, I did mean to ask because I did not hear that part. Did Dickie Jr. drink out of that wine bottle when he showed it off to Renette? I don't remember. No, because it's the bottle was pretty much empty with just like dregs left at the bottom. Okay, I think that she, to make sure that he was properly incapacitated, like no risks are being taken at this point. This is do or die. I have to save my Cthulhu chapel. I have planted the church Lego. I have 
crushed up some sleeping pills and mixed them in with a bottle of wine so that even if he took only a few sips, but maybe Sister Jeffries knew that he was a heavy drinker. And so... Wait, I just remembered this is a church. They, I mean, even if it's a dry island, they can, they got wine as the blood of Christ. Yeah, yeah. It could have been he was, uh, could have, she could have also, even if he doesn't drink, she could have been spiking it for that. Yeah, she would have known that for communion. Oh my God. And then whoever it was that got the most tired, um, then she would offer to let them stay the night or something instead of trying to go home on the boat or whatever. And then she would sacrifice them. Octopus legs. With the octopus legs. And that's why we don't do weddings here anymore. Maybe that was a thing. I don't know. It checks out. Maybe because of the wedding. Oh, 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 maybe because of the wedding. When is it again? It's in like two two days. Two days. Two or three days. Okay. Hear me out. Maybe murdering him was not necessarily super premeditated, but she just kind of like took the opportunity. But the whole setup for the wedding was going to be a ritual for her weird cult shit. Because how easy would it be to hide a ritual in a ceremony? That checks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the with the weird book symbol that probably was like marking some sort of like territory or something. Mm-hmm. Birdie, you're you're frightening me. You're saying I'm that very upset. My goodness. About the sigil. What is uh what is the theory there? That's some some culty stuff. He's um, trying to bring the boat back. I don't know, yeah. that weird boat thing that Doris saw. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe the, the boat was, like, I mean, if it was marked with that sigil that's connected to all this demon whale culty stuff, it could have been uh, that that boat was made uh, by or for or commissioned by cultists to, like, try to search out their little underwater god. Or maybe it was just as simple as she thought Brother Benjamin might check to make sure all the hymnals were correct for the wedding and see it and get spooked because That's he would it. know the history behind. He's been here long enough. He helped with the renovations. He's knows the history of the area and the island. That'd or be pretty spooky. Maybe he I was, was spooked. in on it. He was mm-hmm. in on it. And then she was getting rid of the evidence by hiding it in the church loft. Well, uh, no, that part, I don't know, but, but she was getting <laughs> rid of the evidence as in he knew too much. Mm, he was, so she was getting rid of him. He found out about it somehow, or or he was helping her or something, and he found out too much, or he tried to start stopping her, something. I mean, it seems that renovations would lead to uncovering secrets of the past. So yeah. it stands to reason that they're, you know. Yeah, if some stuff was the renovators and, and whatnot we're starting to uncover some stuff, then just yeah. Jeffries would want to, you know, put a cap on that. Stop it. Yeah. I mean, you know how it goes like, oh, look, we removed a wall. We found bad plumbing. There's dry rot. Oh my gosh, cult stuff. Mm-hmm. It happens. We've all been there all the time. So do you feel like you've incorporated all of these clues? You feel like you have a grasp on what's been going on? Uh, yes, totally. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go through it one more time. <laughs> so, uh, Sister Jeffries, culty stuff. Her motivation for getting rid of Brother Ben was uh, 
He, uh, first of all, nobody liked him. Second of all, uh, she didn't like the way that he was running the place, didn't want to reopen uh, the place for, for, you know, weddings and tourism and stuff because it was, she didn't want anyone getting in on her, the, the cult business, you know, digging Protect- up any skeletons yeah. in her closet. Protecting, uh, Protecting that information. And uh, so uh, she spiked the wine, either his, you know, secret supply of wine that he was drinking because he wasn't following his own rules or the communion wine. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, later hid it in uh, Olivia's tent in the, the kitchen place, trying to get rid of the evidence. So she spiked it to make him all woozy. Uh, then she sent him up to the the bell tower uh, where she had planted the crown of thorns, church Lego, um, upon the ground so that he would step on it and in his woozy state, fall to his death, get tangled in the ropes and everything. Be- but before all that, she had, maybe she didn't originally want to murder him. She just wanted, you know, to stop this stuff from escalating. So she had um, worked with, uh, Mr. Castro to uh, try to urge him to not reopen. She had threatened him. She would tried to spook him with, uh, you know, culty stuff, either knowing that Brother Ben was was in on that and didn't want any of that getting out or something spooky going on there. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I just realized something. Tell me. So the letters that we got, what if... This, um, this sounds crazy, but what if she sent them to us for us to come to the island and solve the murder, quote unquote, by pinning it on someone else? Because she knew that happened with, with Liam she or from what she Liam thought said. that happened to Liam. Right. Yeah, exactly. When we, we were totally sure. right. Do you think, because she advocated for Liam, do you think that she, that was a show, like she thought that we would, that is exactly who <gasps> we would pin it on? Like, she she wanted us oh to have it on Liam. <gasps> That's that brilliant what? because I totally would have. She which maybe she hid the crown of thorns in out where he because he takes care of the landscaping. So if oh she hid God. that there and we determined it was a part of the murder, if we hadn't found the culture, yeah. mm-hmm. if you hadn't spoken to Sister Jeffries and gotten that vibe, that could have been exactly what happened. It's all coming together. She wanted us to pin it on Liam, and it wasn't actually his fault this time. This time. And she's got the octopus legs. <laughs> right. No, I, you know, we can't Tentacles, forget about that. that's the word. We, you know, tomato, tomato. We don't know. Yeah. It's none of my business. Mm-hmm. Doris, do you sign off on this theory? 100%. Then could you roll theorize? It's not on me. Oof. Sure. <laughs> and just to recap... No theorized role has failed yet, so we don't really know what will happen when that finally comes about. So pressured. I rolled an 11. Oh, Oh, you did. Okay. 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 We're going to put us through the suspense. Yeah. I I thought that was bad shock, not good shock. That is about the point when the four of you reach the end of this path and get down to the shore of the island. And a few things come into view. It looks like someone had been keeping a boat, a small motorboat here on the edge of the island. 
And you assume this because that boat is now out in the water, traveling away from you towards that boat that had been anchored offshore since the storm started. I mean, it's pretty easy to make out the black and white of Sister Jeffrey's habit as she departs the island. Start filming. I, I don't know that any of you have binoculars with you. Do any of you have the ability to see at a distance to see who is helping her up onto the boat? Zoom in on our phone cameras. Will that do it? Too grainy? If you want to lean out over the water and roll a day move, <laughs> you might be able to get close enough to make it out. I'll give it a try. I'll, t- I'll roll a day move. So, I'm sure this is with vitality because I'm trying to see something. How good of a phone do you have, Doris? I, my phone is the most recent phone. I don't know how to use all the features, but I've got the basic stuff. I know how to put in contacts. I know how to look at text messages, even if I don't know how to respond to them. I know how to work the the basic phone part uh, and the camera. And so it's a really fancy new phone because I keep upgrading it because that's the best deal, of course. But I don't necessarily know how to use, you know, Alexa or anything like that. It seems like the the camera is probably good enough if you can get just a little bit closer. I lean out a little bit closer. Uh, I I can imagine what might happen if this doesn't work. Oh yeah. Oh, there's this yeah, no question. That is a 5 total. Those of you on the shore now see that Doris is in the river. She could probably use some help. Yeah, I go and fish her out. So maybe you didn't make out who was actually on the boat helping Sister Jeffries climb aboard. Soon enough, it looks like the boat pulls anchor and starts to go. And by the time you make it back to Olivia's food tent, you can also see that Wari's boat is no longer docked. Are, are we stuck on the island now? Well, Dickie Jr. is still there. Okay, thank God. And even better, your brother's on his way. Right. On the police boat. And when he gets to shore, he sees the four of you, kind of gives you a cheese. Renette, when was the first time your brother gave you this look? Probably high school. When I was in high school, he's a bit younger. I was... uh, running off uh, to get some costuming stuff done for the high school theater department with uh, alongside my, my, my boyfriend at the time who would later become my first husband. He saw me kind of sneaking out, uh, stealing a a few, uh, a few fancy ribbons from my grandma's uh, grandmother's stash of fabric stuff. And uh, he, he, he had, it's, it's the same look. What are you doing, Ron Ron? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Maybe an hour or so later, you're all on Dickie Jr.'s boat. Flossie is up top all by herself. Olivia is still on the island. She's trying to pack up her things. Abraham Castro is there, and Dickie is piloting the group of you back towards Brindlewood Bay. She's out there. She's out there, and she killed a guy. She could do it again. But she doesn't know how much we know. Hopefully. 
if she had the the foresight to uh, to make a break for it, I feel she at least has her suspicions that we know. Because if, if everything was going to plan in her eyes, she would have just let it slide, let it happen. It does kind of concern me that this is the second time that someone has gotten away, especially yeah. to do with potential weird stuff. Yeah, weird stuff. Do you think that could have been who was on the boat? Yeah. Miss Carfax? Yeah, the other lady who got away. Much more spry than we think she is. Do you think that we have, like, what are they called? Like, secret shadow versions of us that are, like, the evil cult mystery girls? Like, like doppelgangers? No. I mean, like, it's it's them. It's, like, Sister Jeffries and Mrs. Carfax and one other oh. person. But they're, like, our our They're, like, the us nemesis. of the cult. I don't know. I think I might be getting sick from being outside in the cold so that, much. So uh, that's, I might that's have what, fever yeah. or... Let's get you someplace warm and dry. But also, who knows? Weirder shit has happened. There's some pretty weird shit going on here. Epilogue. Doris, this was not the outing you were expecting today. How do you end your visit on Brindlewood Bay? I think at Doris's urging, there is a venue relocation Perhaps the local theater uh, has maybe a little extra room. Uh, perhaps a local knitting store maybe has uh, is able to to move for a short ceremony that is definitely by the bride and groom, not by some creepy cult. Doris, Doris has a, a hand in uh, maneuvering the wedding so that it takes place in a picturesque lovely fashion that has nothing to do with creepy murder island with the sigils from her childhood and so she seems rather satisfied and maybe she stops by the store to say her goodbyes before she leaves maybe a day or two after the wedding heads up though if you have it at um georgie's place we are inviting ourselves to the reception you're invited to the wedding oh Okay. She cool. makes sure that you all get invitations. I don't know if I made that part clear. <laughs> oh Y'all get invitations. That is so nice. That's so lovely. Wonderful. I usually don't go to weddings, but I guess I'll make an exception. Can I bring a plus one? Sure. Cool, cool, cool. Pearl is also invited. Yay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you, did you fly here? Did you drive here? No, I definitely flew uh, these old joints can't handle too much time in the car anymore. So it's mm. definitely a fly. There was a moment on the plane when you were looking out the window when you got this feeling that there was something else from when you were young. You remembered the submarine. You recognized the sigil. It might have been something else. But that's... Neither here nor there. Maybe it'll come to you. Well, uh, first of all, we still have a group chat. So, Jonah, don't even try that spooky shit. We have established um, the group second chat. that Doris mm-hmm. figures something out, she's gonna text us. Yeah. I don't care if it's emojis. She sure. doesn't know how to text. She can read texts, but she doesn't oh, know good. how to text. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're like, Doris, Doris. <laughs> Emoji, emoji, Rose, are you emoji, okay? Emoji are you alive? We can see the little red, like, 
we see that she's read it or whatever the read receipt we never get a response <laughs> if Brindlewood Bay was a TV show there might be a final scene that none of you are involved with it feels as though the camera is in a very dark place we can hear a little bit of water we can hear a little bit of wind and it moves through the darkness with a little bit of flickering light up ahead and we can hear a little bit of chanting and it looks like there are three there are five it's kind of hard to tell how many people there are in this shot but we can see that they are all wearing ivory white masks Jazz, thank you for coming on and playing with us. Thanks for having me, everybody. It was so, so fun glad. playing with you. It was so fun. Come I'm back such and a solve a murder fan. with us anytime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, we're, I guess we're holding this conversation to the end. Can you tell us a little bit about Heartbeats? Tell us about your podcast. Yeah. So I am one third of... Heartbeats, a heartwarming fantasy. Uh, we pretend to play Ruyatama, the um, Japanese game that was translated into English. Um, we do quite a bit of like uh, dice rolling and slice of life and small mysteries. Um, and then we lean very heavy into the role play and improv. We've been going for about four years um, and we're almost episode 50 and I'm very excited. So we're kind of like a slice of life, take it as we go kind of podcast. We don't have a regular release schedule right now, um, but we'd love to uh, have any World to Metal fans come over to Heartbeats. Um, it's very like fantasy magic worlds there's a magical girl i think and some other really fun uh characters that you'll meet it's there's i think that if people are a fan of the cozy aspect of brendlewood bay then they will never get out of their chair listening to heartbeats it is like <laughs> it is something that is so gentle and so unlike almost any other actual play i've heard like there are a couple that are like kind you like you can put in the same category but very few <laughs> belong in the same yeah. category as heartbeats yeah. uh, like that's one of the things the same thing really... as uh, a Hayao Miyazaki film does just yes. that, like intense comfort that lets you sit back fun fact never seen one uh, that's um, ridiculous what <laughs> that's ridiculous so I'm, wor I'm working my way through a couple of them um go but, right now uh, what do you mean you're working your way through them <laughs> Uh, wait so uh i have this thing where i like i'll stop movies part way and i'll be like i'll go back to this okay so you've never finished one i've never finished one yeah i know i know it's terrible so i'm in a super anime comfort slice of life show and uh i have watched half a movie and like two anime shows ever huh. <laughs> So fair, I don't, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't like lean into the tropes very much because I don't always know the tropes. Um, and sometimes I'll just totally lean into a trope I didn't even know existed. Nice. So I have a That's lot of fun with it. 
Um, but our GM Xander is uh, a huge, huge weep. Um, <laughs> self-professed. Um, and we have a lot of fun with the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And I don't know how, I mean, there are a lot of actual play podcasts that I like, but I, I especially think that if people like Brindlewood Bay, then they really need to listen to heartbeats. It's very similar. We have a lot of content. Um, it's not as much as I would like, but I mean, 48 episodes is a lot of episodes to get through. So you've yeah. got a little bit of backlog. And you are prepping. Well, well, do you have any news about when you're coming back? Do you want to break uh, that so news here? Are, <laughs> yeah. So we are in the midst of um, getting ready to record episodes 49 and 50. And we have some secret projects in the words um we released merch about a year ago so there's heartbeats merch um on redbubble and uh we've got some exciting things happening behind the scenes mm-hmm. i'm pretty excited and at a con coming up in september i will be running a brenda wood Bay scenario oh of mine um so i'm gonna run the jolly Bake off scenario, and I'm very excited. Yeah, I love cool. Brenda Woodbay. Come to the East Coast and meet us at a nerd con. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you guys ever come to Gen Con, let me know because that is my hometown. Oh, is that where you're running it, or what's the con where you're where you will be appearing? So the con that I'm running it is in Indiana. It's called Roll Plus Con. Um, it's like up to like 40 people in a big Airbnb for a weekend. Oh, cool. Pretty fantastic. That's very cool. Um, but I will also be in and around for Gen Con, um, nice. because I live like 15 minutes away. <laughs> so very cool. y'all ever come, let me know. We'll meet up. Yeah. That goes for fans too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, cool. This aside, Joni, you'll probably have to take this out. Forgive me. But Willow and I are going to be at uh, New York Comic Con this year, as well as Anime NYC. So that's going to be October and November. If you see yourself around here, we're going to be fully, fully dressed in cosplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, might recognize us by our obnoxious voices. We're, we're pretty obnoxious. Mostly me. Not, like... not as much you, but mostly me. I'm more obnoxious. Let me have this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyways yes thank you so much this has been super fun thank you for having me yes absolutely 